0: Swamiji, what is the secret of creativity? Gee, I'm not sure I know. I've been creative all my life. I think for one thing, it's not taking the tried and true path. Look for new ways to do things. Put energy into what you're doing. Don't just uh, do anything by rote. I mentioned in my last discussion the importance of magnetism. And I said that magnetism is, it's really like electricity going through a wire, which generates a magnetic field. So when you send out a strong thought, the stronger the will, the greater the flow of energy, the greater the flow of energy, the greater the magnetism. And so when you want to do something, um, it's very important, first of all, to say, yes, I can do it. Not, oh, it's impossible, I can't do it. People of weak willpower, people who have no energy, sort of catching flies like this, they they never accomplish anything. People of strong will can rise from the very depth. So creativity means always looking for new ways of doing things. It doesn't mean, and I don't believe, in just doing things differently to be different. I, I know I wanted to be, when I was young, I wanted to be a playwright, but my desire was to help people to understand truth. And it dawned on me finally that I didn't know the truth. Then I thought, then why should I flood the world with my ignorance? And I gave up writing, and I didn't begin it again until I began to know what life really is all about. I think that that was a valid choice. I could have come up with all sorts of nice little stories, but I think that having the power of conviction behind what I did gave my creativity much more power. So in thinking, um, again, I when I, for example, I've written music. I've written over 400 pieces of music, songs, instrumental, etc. And I found that If I think, how do I want the melody to go? It won't go well. But if I say, God, you tell me what melody it is, then it will come. But it won't come if I just sit back there and wait for it to come. First of all, I have to cooperate. So creativity means, in a sense, cooperating with grace. I want to um, write a song, let's say, on... uh, Pompeii. I wrote a song on that, a melody. And I visualized Pompeii as a decadent civilization which attracted that great disaster of Mount Vesuvius. That was its karma. But then after all that karma has been mitigated over 2,000 years. So not just the bad karma, but uh, understanding. And I had several things in mind. And I said, I want this song to say this, 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 and this give it to me. And the next thing is, the answer is this. You have to go with it. You can't wait for it to come to you. Many times in speaking, I haven't known what to say, but I've launched into it, and then what I have to say is given. One time, because my guru had told me, let God speak through you. I thought on a Sunday morning once, I thought, well, let me just sit back and let him talk. So in the middle of a sermon, there was a hundred people in front of me. I suddenly decided to stop talking and let God talk through me. Two minutes, I stood there, perfectly comfortable. People were sweating, thinking, he's frozen. But I hadn't frozen, I was just waiting. I finally understood what Yogananda said. I will reason, I will will, I will act, but guide thou my reason, will, and activity to the right path in everything. And so we have to do it, but we have to ask God to guide our actions, guide our efforts, guide our understanding. So it's we in cooperation with the universe. You can't create anything. You can only manifest. God couldn't create the universe. He could only manifest it. He could have those thoughts that would bring about this appearance of rocks and flowers and grass and earth and so on, people. But everything is his dream, and there is consciousness even in the rocks. But it's a limited consciousness, and uh, JC Bosch, the Indian scientist, found that yes, there is energy there. Sa- they found in In factories, if they keep using metal, it becomes tired. You need to rest it. You need to rest scissors, for example, Mm. in order so they become fresh again. Mm. Everything is a part of that infinite consciousness. So we can't create anything, we can only manifest it. So to be creative in your life, decide first which level of that that infinite do you want to manifest. If you manifest ego, then you'll manifest a very small little thing. But if you open yourself to his inspiration, if you open yourself to truth and not just um, talking about um, gaudy things or simple silly things and so on, then you can find that your wisdom and the power to create uh, true things will grow enormously. And you'll be amazed how those things flow through you. I, a couple of years ago, I just, in an idle moment, I picked up The Wizard of Oz to read, and just to waste time, but I, I felt like wasting time. And I got as far as the Brick Road, and suddenly I thought, well, why don't I write a children's story? <laughs> and in two weeks, I wrote this children's story in which these two children find a time tunnel and they go through this time tunnel into timelessness, and they can go backwards and forwards in time. They went back to the Mesozoic era, and the founding of Atlantis, and Egypt, and so on and so forth, up into the future. It's a great story, Mm -hmm. and I I think it can become a very popular story, but this is all just, uh, it was given to me. You'll be amazed how when you Open your mind to that grace. The more open you are, the more things flow through you. And sometimes I've found myself sitting back and saying, well, that's a pretty good idea. wish I had it myself. <laughs> Swamiji, this seems to be a real key for overcoming what they call writer's block. Absolutely. I've never had writer's block, except when I was young and didn't know these teachings. And I would write chapter one, page one. <laughs> nothing came but now it just comes and I don't have to worry about it I've written 140 books and 400 pieces of music and taken some 15,000 well you numbered them mm-hmm. art slides, of photos and I built nine communities and it just never stops but it's not my doing the secret to my creativity if you can call it that is that I haven't done it. He's done it through me. I've allowed him to do it. And I've done that by being willing and wanting to work with him. I don't sit back and let him do it. I do it with him. We're co-creators. So you're tapping into that great source of creativity. And you know, God has to use instruments. He uses bees to fertilize the flowers. Everything in this world is done through instruments. Helping people is done instruments. I know there was a Swami who wrote, uh, I've read a book of his, in which he gave a talk in which he said that he was on a train with two people who were going to Dehradun in India. And they were talking about improving the education system. And they asked him for his advice. He said, everything is delusion. You can't uh, improve everything. You just leave everything and go to God. I don't think God is happy with that attitude. He wants us to make this a better world. He says, don't be attached to it. But he doesn't say to ignore it. I think that's the best attitude, is to work with God and not to say that everything you've done is just wrong. Swamiji, is beauty a universal reality or is it particular to those who, who tune into it? I'm not sure what you mean. Is I mean... Uh, a sunset isn't beautiful to a turtle. Mm-hmm. But in art, there's there's beauty that seems to uplift people. And an awful lot of what passes as art seems like nonsense. Or I don't call it beautiful. I see Picasso with his jagged people that look like schizophrenics. Lots of art is not true. It's... Uh, You know, I I think that the best art, a tree is not conscious. You can make a beautiful tree, you can make a beautiful countryside. Most art is about that. But if you do people, people can be conscious. And if you do people who have high consciousness, you're producing something that can convey something to other people. A photo, let us say, a Padre Pio, a, a painting that is really sensitive of Jesus Christ, these things can be uplifting. But if you have a burger who's uh, just sort of thinking about money and has an accurate depiction of that burger, I don't call that great art. Beauty should be something that uplifts us. Beauty should be something that uh, helps us to be inspired by the Sundaram, the perfect beauty that is God and God has created gradations of beauty, and it's certainly true that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But I think that that which inspires is true beauty, and those people who see beauty in slums and ugliness and so on, they're not seeing it from the higher point of view. I say we should see life not from the gutters, but from the mountaintop. And so, even the, the plays that you have written, you have dialogue that should be instead yes. of just what commonplace I think that people. playwrights, I think they should write, poetic drama should be idealized speech. Using modern speech, it doesn't have to be Shakespearean, but using it in the way that you wish you had said it if you had enough time to think your way through to say it right. I think that that is the job of a playwright. But that's true for uh, all the arts. They should offer us the ideal that in daily life we don't have the time to come up to. And uh, in art, in poetry, and music, and everything. Because speech in a play should be a- inspiring and uplifting as well. Yes. Inspiring where it can be or... I gave you a a speech in a play some time ago that you were horrified by, but its purpose was to express anger, and it expressed it well. But it should express that feeling ideally, as you would have said it if you really thought it through and really wanted to get at that person. But it should be idealized. Art should be idealized reality.